Hey, what's going on, Brozilla? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. I'm here at General Fitness Company Studio, and guess what? This is episode number 230 of the TRX for Talks. And today, we want to get back into the uh, fitness realm, and we're going to talk a little bit about your movement. We're going to be actually specifically talking about squats, because um, some people were talking to me about uh, some squats that I came up with today, and they were a little bit concerned uh, with how I was doing. It was actually some people on social media. They saw uh, a popular, well, it wasn't popular. It wasn't like viral or anything, but I put a video out that was probably one of my more popular or more viewed videos, and I had some people there, you know, could message me back. They didn't do it on uh, on the actual forum, but they sent me a DM and they were asking me about that squat, and they were telling me that it didn't look right. So we're gonna talk about squats today. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, you know your squat form, what it works, and you know why you should be doing squats. So we're gonna go back to the old school. Uh, the, the actual fitness tips. Well, it's not even old school because I like to switch back and forth. You know me. I like to get into the mindset. I like to talk about you know some practical things in life as well as your exercise. You know, I'm not just a pretty face that knows exercise. I know how to. Well, I know how to help people live a good life. I, I would say that I'm an amplifier of abundance. I help people actually realize what is going good in their life and uh, help them focus on that rather than you know focusing on other things that don't really serve them. So, anyways. We're going to be talking about squats today. But before we get started, before we start talking about those squats, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you would share the podcast. Share Share it. Tell your friends. <laughs> no, for real, though. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you share this podcast. You can take a screenshot and just put it up on your social media. It's like the easiest way to do it. Just say, hey, I've been listening to the General Fitness Company cast. It's good stuff. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast. I'd appreciate it if you did that. If you subscribe, you obviously will get notified every time that I put a podcast episode out. Sometimes I put them out late at night. Sometimes they come out early in the morning. So... You can get the latest ones if you're subscribed. Anyways, let's go ahead and get the show on the way. Episode number 230 of the TR Expert Talks. Squats, 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 squats. Everybody, let's go. All right, so you know, the thing about squats is that there, there, there's like a lot of things that people say that you shouldn't do when you squat. The problem with that, or the problem with that philosophy is that there's a lot, squats like with anything in life can be, can be performed a lot of ways. Now some of them are more efficient and effective than other ways, but squats are squats are squats. And it's a matter, first of all, I want us to realize that there's no wrong way to do, perform any movement. So I'm just gonna put that disclaimer on there. There's no wrong way to do, do any movement. However, there is a way that's maybe more effective or maybe, the, I, I guess, a better way to say it. There's a way that is most beneficial for you and your uh, abilities, given your limitations uh, physically uh, with your, you know, your joints, your, uh, your muscles, and also your just experience in, 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 in creating that movement. So what I want you to consider today is like when people tell you do your squat in whatever way and if they tell you that you're doing your squat improperly, well... If you do have a trainer, you know, tell you that or have someone that's like a friend that tells you you're doing your squats wrong. Well, the first thing I would want you to do is ask them why. A lot of people don't know, wouldn't tell you why. A lot of people would just say, well, because this is the, perf- this is the way you're supposed to do a squat. You're not supposed to have your knees over your toes. Your heels are supposed to be off the ground, on the ground. Your toes are supposed to face straight forward. 
And while that could be like your quote unquote typical squat, that could be your quote unquote like, you know, your prototype for a squat, I guess you could say. That's not necessarily like how you want your squ- all your squats to look because there's so many different angles and so many ways that we move in life, right? You don't go from a you don't always go from a standing up position to a perfect squat position in everyday life. You know, sometimes you might have your heels off the ground, maybe sometimes you might be tilted forward a little bit. Sometimes your knees might have to come over your toes because of the way your body is positioned. There's a lot of ways to do squats, but as I said, it's not a matter of it being right or wrong. It's a matter of what your joints and muscles are capable of of doing. So I'm the TR expert, so we're going to go ahead and give you this in context of the TRX. There's a squat that I like to call like your basic squat. And what that does is that it loads up your ankles, knees, and hips in, in, uh, evenly. So you don't really feel anything if you have any issues with your knees or ankles. You don't really feel anything in terms of a, for most people at least, you don't feel any, any in terms of a limit. You don't feel anything in terms of a limitation. And that's why I like to have that as like my basic squat because most people that can't really like bend their knees or have trouble getting into like your basic squat position, they can accomplish that by uh, doing that. Now, just to kind of give you an explanation how that works, you essentially would do it like you would like people tell you how to do your basic squat. You would have your toe, you have your toes slightly facing outward, very slightly facing outward. Um, and it also that also depends on your flexibility. But for the most part, what I like to tell people is to make sure that your knees stay directly over your ankles and your hips stay directly underneath your shoulders. So it's going to look like 90 degrees all around with your body. And as I said, that helps you load up everything evenly so you can kind of get a feel for how a squat, uh, your typical squat should feel. It gives you a general like baseline for how you, sh- how you should squat. So... That is a basic squat. Now, the thing is that, like, that, as I said, there's so many different variations for squats. And what you want to really focus on or what you want to really do is, like, if you really are interested in doing a squat, you want to have, like, a mini assessment. You want to see what your flexibility is in your ankles and your knees and your hips. And a, the thing is, if you are, like, a lot of people do have, like, some issues with their, li- with their hips. And a lot of people tell me they can't squat because of their knees. So there's a lot of variations that you can put into your squats that can help you with your ankles, hips, and knees. But what you want to do is you want to think about where you are weak, and that will help you set up your squats properly. So say, for instance, you have like maybe a limitation in your ankle. Obviously, as I said, the basic squat is going to be good for all, all the above. If you have limitations in your ankle, knees, or hips. But if you have like you want to actually specifically work on an ankle limitation, right? There's what I call the rocket squat. And the rocket squat being, again, the TRX, we're going to talk about TRX exercises. And if you want, you can try to see if you can apply them to your own uh, routines that are similar or whatnot. But a rocket squat, essentially, is what you do is you just hold the straps with your, elbow, with your elbows bent and you just kind of lay on your hands with your shoulders. So what you would do is essentially it would look like you're going to fall on your face because you're going to be like facing downward with your hands in the straps and your feet on, and the balls of your feet on the floor with your heels lifted off. So you're going to be like par- almost parallel to the floor with your chest. And what you're going to do is you're going to bring your hips straight back so your knees bend to about a 120-degree angle and your hips almost touch your heels. So as you can kind of imagine, if you can kind of think about how that works, you will have a much higher degree of flexion in your ankle than you would in a normal, in a normal squat. In fact, you probably have... Like you'd have with the knees, 120. You'd also have probably close to 120 with your ankles as well. I like to do that with my clients that are a little bit older because it helps them get mobility in their feet. A lot of people that are older for some reason don't have a lot of mobility in their feet. And I believe it's because they wear, you know, like shoes that don't, that have like, that don't really serve them to like, they almost like they wear shoes that hinder them. They almost baby their feet. So their feet don't have any like type of muscle. Like shoes almost do all the, all the work for them. And then they don't have any feet. Well, they have feet, but you don't have any you know, foot muscles. So 
I try to get them to do these, those type of exercises or that type of exercise to get some ankle flexion. Now, if you are trying to work on getting your knees a little stronger, well, then I would say that uh, a rocket squat would also work well because it helps you with your quads. It doesn't really involve your hamstrings and glutes so much. It definitely involves your quads a lot. Uh, so I would also suggest a rocket squat if, you have, uh, if you're trying to strengthen your knees. Now, some people can't do a rocket squat because they have, they have like arthritis or they have too much going on in their knees. So what I like to do for those people that have like limitations in their knees and stuff like that and they want to still try to do a squat is I actually uh, put the strap, put the TRX straps, I put them in a single handle mode and that essentially turns the strap into a humongous loop. And I put the strap underneath their bottom. So what that does, as you can kind of imagine, it unloads their body weight even more. So what you can do is you still get knee, you get, you still get knee flexion, but you don't have as much pressure going down into the knees, and you get to still work the quads so you can strengthen the knees up. That actually works really well for a lot of my clients that have knee issues. They, they feel like they're getting a good burn in their quads. You don't really work a ton of range of motion like you would in a regular squat. It's more of like a knee, almost like a leg extension. It works almost the same way, uh, but it's a lot safer because you don't have the strain going straight onto your knee. It's more so like you can control it because you're going, instead of pushing a weight away with your foot or with your ankle, so to speak, uh, you're actually pushing a weight away using your quads. So you're pushing your, your hips away using your quads. So it's like a standing leg extension. So it's a lot safer and obviously you can um, control it a lot better because it's your body. And as I said, it's not really a huge range of motion, so you're not going to put a ton of pressure onto your knee. Now, if you're having hip flexion issues, uh, if, you, you know, if you need to work on getting, your, getting deeper into your squats or if you're trying to work on uh, staying upright as you squat, well, then I would suggest uh, we do muscle-ups. and that's a, Muscle-ups obviously are an arm exercise if you're familiar with CrossFit. That's the one where you pull, the bar, where you pull yourself up on the bar and then you're actually over top of the bar. You know, I don't know why they call it a muscle-up. They should call it like over tops or something. I don't know. But anyway, so you pull yourself up like a regular pull-up, but you actually go end up on top of the bar with your hands and your torso. Not your, you know, you're not standing on the bar, but your, your torso is over the bar. So uh, that is the exercise. I call it a muscle-up. It, it mimics a muscle-up. But what you can do is you can actually bend your knees. Like I have people do, when I do have people do a muscle-up, I have them do it straight-legged. But if we're doing like a deep squat, you know, what I would have people do is I have them hold onto the straps uh, like they're doing a muscle-up and they'd be sitting on the floor. So essentially I'm having people get up off the ground using the straps, straps. but we're, because they're using the straps, they're not pulling their whole body weight off the ground and they're not squatting with their whole body weight. So they're using the straps to help pull themselves up. I try to tell people to use as little amount, little amount of arm muscle as possible and just push your heels down into the ground. Uh, but obviously because you have the straps there, you have the ability to use that uh, in conjunction with your, uh, with your leg muscles and it'll help you with your mobility and strengthening in your hips. So there you are, you have three different types of squats. Uh, a lot of them, if you look at them, you would say that's terrible for your knees or terrible for your hips or terrible for your ankles. But because they're, they're, they're specified, you know, I put them, I, I make sure that the person doesn't have, you know, if it's somebody that has some serious ankle issues, I don't want them doing a rocket squat because then it's going to, you might end up rupturing a Achilles or something, that calf, that, that tendon that connects your foot to your calf. Or, you know, if somebody has some hip issues, I wouldn't have them do those muscle up or deep squats. You know, I'd have them probably play around with the modified, uh, the modified leg extensions or the modified, um, Squats. I haven't, I haven't put a name on those squats yet, so that's why I was a little, little lost. But uh, we put the, you put the strap underneath your hips, and that helps you modify your, your, your standing squat. Uh, and I wouldn't have somebody that has issues with their knees 
uh, doing a, uh, a deep squat or even doing a, a rocket squat because that would put a lot of stra- stress on their knees. So there's different types of squats that you can use to work on different things. You want to assess what you, ha- what you can do. You want to assess exactly what your limitations and your abilities are. But there's a lot of ways to do squats. Uh, I would say uh, one thing, well, you know what? We're going to give you a couple of disclaimers and the conclusion, something to look forward to after our mini commercial break. So Stick around on the other side because uh, on the other side, we're going to be talking about those urban myths and urban legends or whatever you want to call them, those things that people say that you shouldn't do. We're going to talk about those in just a brief moment. We're going to tell you why people say those things and we're going to talk about why they might be um, bogus. All right, so stick around. So I'd like to thank you for sticking around to the uh, very end of this episode. Yeah, so let's talk about those do's and don'ts of squats. We talk about those urban legends, so to speak, and what people say you should be doing in your squats, why they say that, and why maybe they might be wrong in some of those areas. So we're going to start off at the bottom of your squat and work your way up. Now, first of all, I want you to understand that a lot of people just go into their squats. It's so funny how I see that. You just see people grab a weight and just start squatting, or they just start squatting without even thinking about it, even without weights. Now, even without weights, that's not a good idea, because no matter what, you want to practice how you play. You want to execute whatever you're doing to the optimal, maximal level that you can. That doesn't mean you should be living, lifting the heaviest weight possible, but you should make sure that you're setting yourself up for success every time you step up to do an exercise. You don't want to just go through the motions and just say, all right, I'm squatting now. You want to make sure that you're set up properly so that when you are actually exercising, you're working your muscles so you're not susceptible to injury, essentially. So you want to make sure that you're set up, make sure that your feet are in the same, same plane. You don't know how often I see people uh, that squat in the gym. They just kind of, as I said, just set up and they have their feet, like one foot is slightly in front of the other, it's kind of staggered, and it kind of throws them off a little bit. You want to make sure that you're trying to work your hips evenly. Now. There's always there's always that disclaimer that you know it, it depends on you know if you have maybe if you have some one you know, hip joint that's more flexible than the other or if you have one leg that's longer than the other that might not be the case but that's always the exception to the rule for the most part for 80 percent of the population you probably want to have your feet fa- feet in the same plane you know your heels lined up we're going to move on to your toe position because I know that's something that a lot of people talk about and that's something I've uh, been hung up with in the past I had my clients always try to have their toes facing forward because I believe that was the right thing but as I've you know, grown in experience and have gotten to learn a little bit more about how body mechanics work, I have changed my tune. And I say that your toes should be slightly turned out and the angle of your turnout, or you, the, the, the degree of your rotation in your ankles, or your toes, I should say, should be directly correlated to the amount of mobility you have in your ankles, knees, and hips. If you don't have as much mobility in your ankles, knees, and hips, you might want, probably want, want to have more of a rotation in your toes so you can get more, uh, get more into the hips because the hips obviously are a bigger joint. And so you can actually use those more rather than uh, involving the knees and ankles as much. Now, the ankles obviously are going to have to do, uh, do some work no matter what when you're bending your knee as well as your knees. But the more turnout you have, the less that you're uh, putting strain or the less load you're putting onto your ankles and knees. So we're going to move our way up to the body uh, or up the body, up the body, I should say. And we're going to talk about your torso. So you want to make sure that when you're breathing, you are holding your breath. There's this thing called valsava. I've talked about this in various episodes. But valsava is where you inhale, you hold your breath until the bottom of your squat. And then as you come, when you come up, you exhale. So essentially what that does is that it creates internal pressure 
and your pelvic floor. And what that does is that helps you stay upright. See, if you're not engaged in your core, if you're not engaged in your pelvic floor, well, then you're going to have a tendency to like pitch forward. Your hips are going to be kind of like tucked underneath you and your shoulders are going to pitch forward because you don't have any abdominal pressure. Everything is kind of deflated. Your ribs are are going to collapse. As I said, your hips are going to come underneath you and your shoulders are going to fold. It's almost like getting into a fetal position, which is not a good thing. You want to be strong because if you put yourself in a fetal position and, you know, TRX, that's, that's fine because you're, I mean, well, it's not fine. As I said, you want to practice how you play and you always want to be on top of your, uh, on top of your game, no matter what you're doing in terms of exercise. But say you're starting to, you know, you're, you've moved on uh, from TRX and you're trying to do some loaded exercises. You're putting some resistance onto your, uh, onto your, onto your exercise routine. If you put a load on your back with your spine essentially disengaged, you can imagine that that's not going to be a very pleasant outcome, you know? So you want to make sure that you have your core engaged. You want to make sure that you have your, doing that Valsalva breathing, as I said. You're going to inhale. As you go down, you hold your breath at the bottom, and then you hold it all the way into the very top when you exhale again. Therefore, creating and maintaining that abdominal pressure so you don't collapse as you squat. Now, last but not least, in your squats... Oh, I forgot a part. The knees. So... <laughs> Your knees, as I, told, as I said, you know, they depend on, uh, uh, your squats depend on like your knee and hip and ankle mobility. But if you're doing your basic squat with your toes slightly rotated out, and you want to make sure that your knees are not buckling inward as you're coming up or going down for that matter. You don't want to have them buckling as you're going inward because then that's putting a lot of pressure on the inside of your knee. And your inside of your knee was not meant to put that, was not to have that, was not meant to have that type of load on it. So you want to make sure that you try to keep your knees over your ankles, maybe, maybe almost thinking about your knees, pointing to the outside of your shoulders, so that way you can maintain the, the, the load in your quads, hamstrings, and calf muscle, rather than in, uh, in your ligaments and joints in your knee. So those are the things that I want you to consider today. That's kind of what I can think about, like what people say about your squats. They see people say that, it, you know, that your toes should should face forward. I've said that before. Your toes should face forward, but you know they really should be. It, actually, in all reality, it's a matter of your your mobility. But you should at least, at the very minimum, have a slight rotation in your toes outward. Uh, you should make sure that you set your toes up or set your feet up so you're not doing a straddle squat. Uh, you want to make sure that your knees aren't buckling inward as you're as you're moving, as you're going down or up. You also want to make sure that you are engaging your core. You want to make sure that you are using your pelvic floor, doing that valsalva breathing, as I talked about, to make sure that you keep that intra, intra-abdominal pressure, as they, we say in the... Uh, <laughs> I told you I'm trying to stay away from jargon, but uh, the intra-abdominal pressure is what we actually call it, and that's how you keep yourself upright instead of uh, letting your shoulders collapse and letting your ribs drop down into your, into your belly. So I hope that helped you in your squats. I hope that helped you understand a little bit more about how squats work and how they can be the most beneficial for you in your life. Squats are good. They aren't bad for your knees, believe me, just as long as you do them correctly. All right, so that does it for my day. I really appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I really do hope you're having a good one. Hey, uh, don't forget, if you are, subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to write a rating or review. And as always, keep good company.